The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And here we go for Sunday, February 16th. Good morning, everybody. A beautiful Southwest Florida day. It's the... um Oh, Valentine's Day weekend. We can still call it that. I'm Danny Clayton. Joining me is Mark Oswald, our Chief Compliance Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Did you fulfill your Valentine's Day duty? I did. Got some boy. beef jerky for my wife. Okay. Single man, uh, Derek Felsky, how about you? Um, I, I, I did. <laughs> Have you? And then, and then Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Uh, welcome. Beef jerky, Mark? Are you serious? <laughs> well, that is the most outrageous it's thing a man I've ever who gives. heard in my life. Have you seen the way that this new thing called Galentine's Day has, has yeah. popped yeah. up? And it's they really the good at just responding to single people. Yeah. And it's just really good. Well, listen, we've only got a half an hour. We've got a busy show today. Sean Young is our senior tax planner. He is going to be joining us. If you are making a QCD, a qualified charitable distribution, there is a tax mistake you don't want to make. He's a talented guy. He's going to tell us all about that. Ask Annex is on the way. Let's talk about this last week, Dave. Well, you know, uh, I was at Pinchers having a corona on Wednesday afternoon. It was 87 degrees in Naples, and I flew to Milwaukee for a meeting, and it was three degrees below zero. So uh, <laughs> that was a 90-degree swing. That was a shock to the system. What but is that, the yin and the yang? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, speaking of corona, I have to talk about the coronavirus and, and really what is happening. And, and we, you know, we've talked about this on the show for a couple of weeks now, and I said the number's more like 90,000. Uh, infected than the, what the Chinese were reporting. And I got an email that said, how do you know that? Well, now we're starting to see some of that evidence come out. And Derek, we saw this past week that the Chinese changed the way that they were reporting the virus. Right. They altered altered their methodology, which caused a, a sharp bump up in the number of cases and number of fatalities, actually. But the, the reality here is that the growth rate seems to be slowing somewhat. Um, there is a lot of uncertainty about you know the nature of it, where it came from. I was watching someone on CNN. NBC on Friday was talking about the need for U.S. healthcare specialists to go to China and help out with regard to diagnosis and diagnostic tests and the rest. But basically what we saw was a, a market that opened really sharply lower on that change in methodology on Thursday, and investors quickly figured out that this really didn't reflect a, a, a worsening in the rate of infection. It was more just a calculation. So the markets, you know, weathered that storm fairly well. And subsequent to that, you know, we've had some really strong economic data in the United States. And the, the U.S. bull market continues with the S&P up over 1% for the week. So I w saw the Wall Street Journal had how this virus has expanded and remind me of that television show when it, it started just to spread around right. the world. And it showed that in the Wall Street Journal through this interactive story. But we believe, Mark, that this is a transitory event. What does that mean? Well, when you start thinking about the things that impact your portfolio, you think about the black swan events, those things that come about, you know, you don't, they're unforeseen and all of a sudden you're dealing with this crisis and you have to say, what does this mean for my investments? And I think that that's what this is because you look at these one-time events and they do pass. 
you know, and, and as tragic as it is, we have a loss of life here. So we're not trying to minimize it. We're making an economic conversation, but you know, that's what we're here to talk about is investments, and that's the that's how you internalize it. You say, what does this mean for my portfolio? In the short term, it could have an impact, but in the long term, you get back to the fundamentals. It could get back. To, it will be a hit to GDP, and some of the companies that are over there will be affected, and those that are in the supply chain to U.S. companies are certainly going to sure. be affected. There's just no doubt about that. But let's change the conversation, Derek, to earnings season. We are still in earnings season, but it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, earnings season has been surprisingly good at the beginning of the reporting period. The expectations were for 1% year-over-year decline in earnings from, from 2019 levels. That number is looking more like 1% to 2% on the plus side. Uh, estimates for Q1 are obviously in question given the magnitude of the virus and its impacts, and companies are a little hesitant right now to issue guidance because they really don't know when these factories and lockdowns and so on will will get back on track in China. But generally speaking, the outlook for 2020 for earnings is much better than it was in 2019, with and estimates of about 7% up year over year. Yeah, sorry, but I wanted to talk about sectors, and some sectors are doing well and some aren't. On the bottom of the barrel, uh, Mark, is, of course, energy. Yeah, it is, and that's been a problem for energy's been lagging for some time. And, you know, you just look at the price of oil down around $50 a barrel again. But I think there are sectors that are doing well, right, Derek? I mean, you've got technology has done well, healthcare has done well, the banks have done well. When you start looking at earnings growth, there are sectors that whose earnings are growing faster than just the S&P 500. And let me just jump in, because healthcare is a serious conversation. We just can't hide our heads in the fact that Bernie Sanders is leading right now. And of course, right. he has Medicare for All, which effectively put United Healthcare and others out of business if that actually happened. Right. The idea that would eliminate private insurance, um, certainly that's a concern. And, and as we monitor the performance of companies like United Healthcare and Anthem, for example, uh, they have tended to mirror the poll, polling numbers for Bernie Sanders and actually Elizabeth Warren as well. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, the way we manage portfolios tactically is to look at the outlook going forward. And while it's certainly uncertain about what kind of healthcare policy will uh, emanate from this debate in Washington during the election cycle, it, it really doesn't pay to, to trade the headlines. Wait till things actually get legislated, because these even these extreme health care proposals are hard to get implemented unless you have control of both uh, both the House and the Senate and, and so on. So, you know, let's just see how that plays out. Remember, if you can't count delegates in Iowa, how can you manage health care? You know, well, just to add on that just a little bit, Derek, you know, the tactical piece, you know, that's the overweight in our investment committee. When you think about being tactical in different sectors and where have we been tactical? Technology, healthcare, financials. So the the decisions our investment committee has made have been really good for our clients. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. We invite you to check it out and to look into our story. Over on the right-hand side, you'll see a tab that says Discover. Click that and you'll see the Know the Difference checklist. That is the difference between Annex Wealth Management and so many others. We are a fee-only fiduciary partner, also a Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300. Again, the website, AnnexWealth.com. Back in a bit, this is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. It's time to put an investment and retirement plan in place and on target. It's time to gain clarity and understanding and move toward your goals with confidence. It's time to get started with Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. 
put the Annex team to work and see the difference. Our investment, financial planning, tax, and estate teams will demonstrate clear thinking and produce sound recommendations. The best part? We work in your best interest as a fee-only fiduciary. Our commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing for every client. Does your advisor do that? 2020 is going to be quite a year. Between the impact of the SECURE Act to the November election, be ready with a solid financial plan from a team focused on client goals, not handing you a list of commission products to buy. Know the difference. Team Tech Trust. Head to AnnexWealth.com. I'm Dave Spano, and I hope to see you soon. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust segment about taxes. It's an alert, actually. Joining me, Sean Young, senior tax planner at Annex Wealth Management, an attorney, has a master's in tax law, is a CFP. Don't tell me you're also an Eagle Scout. <laughs> no, I quit before that. Did Just you? Okay. Before that, all right. yes. I, I made Weevilo, so I'm in awe of all Eagle Scouts. Uh, Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny. Hey, 1099 is starting to arrive for the 2019 tax year. Now, there's several types of 1099s, but we're talking specifically here about the 1099R. What does that 1099R tell us? Well, it's in exciting tax land terms. Uh, <laughs> 1099R is uh, the code. So 1099s all have certain codes depending on the nature of the form. So it's, it's reflecting a distribution made by some entity. A 1099-R is specific to distributions from retirement plans. Uh, that covers pensions, annuities, IRAs, 401ks, insurance contracts, just the multitude of tax-qualified vehicles that are commonly referred to as retirement plans. Including what are called QCDs, right? Well, QCDs are qualified charitable distributions that are made from qualified retirement plans directly to charitable entities. Will that show up on the 1099-R? Yes, it will. So any distribution from a retirement plan is going to show up on the 1099-R. Unfortunately, you get into the issue where the custodian does not have perfect information or is really not set up to provide perfect information on these 1099-Rs. So while the distribution to the charity is going to show up on the 1099-R itself, the tax deferred or the tax-free mechanism that makes that distribution a deduction on your return will not show up. So they will not reflect that distribution as being tax-free. Let's just back up one step. Can you explain a qualified charitable distribution? Sure. When you're receiving a distribution from a tax-deferred vehicle like an IRA, you're being taxed at ordinary income tax rates. You could then take that money after taxation and then donate it to a charity whereby you would stack up your charitable deductions on your Schedule A, your itemized charitable deductions. Those have lost a lot of value these days after the tax law change with the the higher standard deduction amounts. And so now just making a distribution directly to charity from the plan itself, you're getting an above-the-line charitable deduction, which is a dollar-for-dollar decrease in your tax base. So it's a much more powerful mechanism for donating to charity via your retirement plan. And you had mentioned earlier that custodians do not report the QCD on the face of the 1099-R. So that is where the potential problem could happen for taxpayers. Precisely. So the reporting forms themselves come to the taxpayer, I think the theme is ultimately that the burden is on the taxpayer to then report it to the IRS correctly. Ooh, the burden. Correct, yes. And that's something for the taxpayer always to remember. Uh, It's an imperfect system, and the onus is on the taxpayer to get it right. So, you know, that distribution form is going to come to the taxpayer reflecting that distribution as fully taxable. It is then the taxpayer's Uh, job to note on the tax return on the face of the 1040 on lines 4A and 4B 
that that distribution is not taxable, but was actually made to a qualified charity. So a tax preparer might spot that, but they also might not spot that. Correct. It involves an astute tax uh, preparer, basically someone that knows you a little better probably than once a year and knows your situation uh, from year to year such that they're they're going to ask that follow-up question. Uh, otherwise, it is on the taxpayer to bring that information that, you know, again, we made this distribution, but it was directly to a charity to their taxpayer affirmatively. And that's where you get into the, the variance in, in work product. Some people hear taxes and they think only about April 15th, but at Annex Wealth Management, we believe in year-round tax planning. That's what you and your department does here. Absolutely. So we live and breathe this stuff all year round. Uh, you know, while tax season is certainly a busier time for us on the tax compliance side, tax planning involves your head in the game all year round. I've already seen the dancing Statue of Liberty guy, so I know that it's coming, <laughs> right? But Unfortunately, again, yes. Yeah, that's April 15th, but year round is what we preach at Annex Wealth Management, and that's what Sean and his team do for our clients with great skill and care, part of being a client of Annex Wealth Management. Sean Young, Senior Tax Planner, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. In the Wall Street Journal's list of questions to ask your financial advisor, the first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We will. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will clean up your overlapping, inefficient portfolio and make sure your plan is clear and coordinated as your fee-only partner. Go to AnnexWealth.com, hit the Get Started button, start the process. I'm Dave Spano, and I hope we see you soon. It's easy to forget stuff. Keys, meetings, anniversaries. Remember who sold your annuity to you? Once the check clears, it's rare to hear from them again. Annuities are often oversold to people just like you, generating substantial sales commissions. They're misunderstood. What sounds great during the sales pitch dissolves into something that's hard to figure out. Good news. Annex Wealth Management offers unbiased annuity reviews with no catch. When you see the way Annex operates, you'll know the difference. Unbiased annuity reviews from Annex Wealth Management. That's all you need to remember. Annex Wealth Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Back, it's time for Ask Annex. If you have a question for us, head to AnnexWealth.com. In the upper right, that's where you're going to find the Ask button. Our first one is from JD. I've heard many reasons suggesting reasons for caution now. How do you square recent calls for the raising of cash with an asset allocation biased towards cyclicality? All right, that's, that's a complex yeah, that's question. A, yeah, yeah, that's, I that's, just, Dave, I just read the words. Yeah. I had no idea what he was asking. All right, we'll break it up. So we'll break up the question. It's really two different things. One, raising cash means uh, reducing your stock positions in your portfolio, right? So you have cash for perhaps a downturn. And then the second is, well, that that's a bearish position. And an aggressive position would be putting money into cyclicals. And that is that you have a lot of confidence in the economy. And I think you can do both things because is it a short-term tactical move or is it a long-term investing move? And I think that's the bifurcation of the question. Well, it's about risk management, really. We talked earlier about the, top, the five top weightings in the S&P 500. They're all basically technology companies. Companies, and they've had a great run while growth has been scarce and people have been willing to pay a higher multiple for those. But we believe the economy through 2020 is going to do a little better. We're going to see improvement overseas. We're going to see improvement here. We're already seeing PMI.
maximized turn, and that's going to reward other companies more with more cyclical earnings streams that have been down in the dumps. Yeah, exactly. And of course, as the consumer's confidence continues to stay high and CEO confidence begins to ramp up again, that plays right into that argument. Next up on Ask Annex is from Tony. Why are yields lower, but the curve slope relatively unchanged? Again, man, we have some smart people calling in. So let's talk about the yield curve, Mark, from 30,000 feet, and then we'll answer the question. When you start thinking about yield, you start thinking about getting paid to wait, you know, so you think about a three-month loan that you would make to somebody or a two-year loan that you'd make to somebody or a 10-year loan if you'd made some to somebody, you'd expect to get paid more if you were going to wait to get repaid. So a normal yield curve, smaller rates on the short end, longer rates on the long end. And so when you start to see a yield curve, that's a normal yield curve. So what happens then, guys, is when you start to see pressure, you buy buying pressure on longer-dated bonds, it starts to drive that yield down because the price of the bonds are going up because more people want them. So if that's happening, that can drive that rate on the long end down. That's where you start to get hear things about inverted yield curve and things like that. The question here is, do they move in lockstep? Do they kind of, the short end and the long end move together? Well, they don't. I mean, the short end is controlled primarily by the Fed through the, the Fed fund futures, well, the Fed Fed funds rate, and the long end is controlled by the bond vigilantes. And basically, when you see the yield curves flattening, which it has been doing recently, it's because bond investors are a little concerned about global growth, what the impact of this virus could have on global growth, and the possibility that perhaps the Fed needs to be more aggressive on the short end. So they, the short end isn't going to move much. The long end will move more in anticipation that the Fed will move. If they do not move, then we can get into an inverted yield curve, which ultimately at some point in time could predict a recession. And it has from time to time. But of course, don't forget, interest rates are low. And so we're talking about right. fractions of a percentage Good here. Good point. It's Ask Annex. Get a question for us. You can do that at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. Danny asks, is there really such a thing as a bond vigilante? Uh, no, that's that's, that's my, not the question. No. That's right. Let's go to Harold. That's a term. Did, I, I said, did someone really name Danny call in? But <laughs> yeah, yes, nope. it's you, Danny. That's me. Harold asks, is it likely that President Trump will cut tariffs on China in order to boost the U.S. economy if needed this year. That's funny. You know, it's uh, it's been compared to the guy who starts the fire and then puts the fire out, right? But there's certainly a tool that he has in a toolbox. If we go into the summer and markets and the economy begins to slow, that is something that is a tool that he can use to provide stimulus into the economy. That's for sure. And I think you think about, you know, the long game here, here was, you know, you raise tariffs to try to get a better trade deal with the idea that you could always cut them back again. You could always bring them back. And at the end of the day, if all of this tariff talk for the last couple of years ends up with lower tariffs and better free trade between countries, it may very well have been worth it. It's Ask Annex. If you got a question for us, AnnexWealth.com. Just go for the Ask button, which is in the upper right. David writes, my portfolio contains XLK and SPY, which both have a large percentage of Apple holdings. The performance is excellent. Are you suggesting I should sell them to rebalance? Uh, first of all, the two ticker symbols that they are talking about are indexes, Mark. SPY is the S&P 500, and XLK is one of the tech indexes. But we're, we're not suggesting that, Derek. We're just saying be aware of the fact that there's a lot of exposure to of Apple in both of those indexes. Right. I mean, one and one of the basic things that we do as an investment committee is when we look at ETFs to add to our portfolios for tactical expression of our beliefs, we actually do a deep deep dive on the various components and what their weightings are. So XLK is a very large uh, tech ETF. However, we found the Vanguard Tech Index, VGT, to be a better representation. It's a little bit more diversified. The companies that are weighted higher in that index tend to be better rated by our 
quantitative model than NXLK, and it's a superior ETF in our view. That is Ask Annex. Again, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. If you're looking for the free portfolio analysis, head to AnnexWealth.com and click that Get Started button. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. It's time to put an investment and retirement plan in place and on target. It's time to gain clarity and understanding and move toward your goals with confidence. It's time to get started with Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Put the Annex team to work and see the difference. Our investment, financial planning, tax, and estate teams will demonstrate clear thinking and produce sound recommendations. The best part? We work in your best interest as a fee-only fiduciary. Our commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing for every client. Does your advisor do that? 2020 is going to be quite a year. Between the impact of the SECURE Act to the November election, be ready with a solid financial plan from a team focused on client goals not handing you a list of commission products to buy. Know the difference. Team Tech Trust. Head to AnnexWealth.com. I'm Dave Spano, and I hope to see you soon. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back for Sunday, February 16th in studio. Mark Oswald, Chief Compliance Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. And Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Doing a little reading, I see. Well, yeah, there was a great article, Danny, in the Wall Street Journal. And it was uh, it caught my attention because it said why you should shop for a financial advisor every few years. And I thought, boy, I should read this. And, and I got to tell you, it was spot on. And the reason why is over our careers, gentlemen, the way that advice has been delivered has dramatically changed. You know, when we started, you know, 30 plus years ago in the brokerage community, you would come up with a stock idea and and try to find someone that you wanted to sell that to. But this has totally changed because now the way advice is driven and how much you get charged for it has changed dramatically, Mark. Certainly has. You know, you start thinking about the dynamic, interactive way that we work with our clients and using technology, you know, team technology trust. I mean, those are the pillars of the company. And that tech technology piece is really built around financial planning. It's the ability to come in and say, what if? You know, what if I make this change in my portfolio? What if this changes in my life? What if I delay Social Security? All those kind of what if questions. And that's really the true measure of a financial planning firm now is, are you being dynamic? Are you looking at all the aspects of an investor's life? And by the way, you may have hired someone and maybe you thought that was a good fit years ago, but now your facts and circumstances have changed. Maybe you've moved, maybe your children have uh, had children and so on. Estate planning has changed. Tax laws clearly have changed. And maybe it's not a good fit anymore. And we're not trying to rip you apart from your current advisor. We're saying, go ahead and and do a fiduciary view of this. And one of the things that happens is sometimes people become enlightened. They learn facts about their current situation that they didn't know before. You find out that you're in proprietary mutual funds, for instance, and you start saying, well, why are you selling me the same mutual funds that you manufacture? Or you're you're in an annuity contract that you didn't understand before. And you meet with a fiduciary advisor and they explain it to you for the first time where you really understand what it is that you own and your eyes are open sometimes become more enlightened as an investor and that might be a reason to change. And Derek, you know, when we talk about portfolio management, you know, it's not just uh, in the old days you'd go find a guy and, and he'd say, you know, go buy IBM or Apple and you'd be off uh, to the next trade, but that's really not the way to manage risk and build portfolios these days. No, it's not. And, and you know, as people age, you know, the, the, there, there's a way you have financial capital, then you have human capital. When you're young, you have a 
lot of human capital because you've got a long time until you're going to retire. As you get older, that financial capital becomes increasingly important. So the advisor that was suited to you when you're younger, who perhaps advises you on your 401k allocation, and that's about it, you know, he's maybe not the perfect person for you when you're 55 or 60. He knows nothing about estate planning, financial planning, taxes, and the rest. Uh, so that's why, to me, you know, I think as people migrate, you look for diversification, not just in your portfolio to manage risk, but in terms of the advice you get to also manage risk and opportunities going forward. And going back to planning, Mark, you know, you talk about ways that people want to say, for example, give money away as they get older in life. And, you know, there was just a recent situation that we ran into that we thought that we could share with our listeners. Yeah, a lot of our clients become philanthropic at some point in time in their life. They've amassed some wealth or they want to leave a legacy behind, whatever that might be. And, and there's different ways to give. I mean, Sean talked about it earlier in the show, but there's different ways that you can give things away that have a different tax impact. We met a client just recently who was thinking about giving some money, a sizable amount of money, to his favorite charity. And the question was, do you give cash or do you give highly appreciated stock? And those are that's a different situation because if you're going to give cash, you've paid taxes a lot of times on that cash. So while you get the tax deduction, you've also paid income taxes on that. The other piece of that is if you have highly appreciated stock, a lot of times you can just give that away to the charity, to the 501c3 organization, and they get the stepped up in basis. And then when they sell it, they have cash to do their good work. May I jump in here? Uh, As you know, my dad's story, my dad uh, did this. He wanted to establish a scholarship fund in honor of his parents. That's what Annex did for him. It was was probably the happiest thing in the last couple years of his life was that scholarship fund. And I'm really glad that worked out. It meant it means a lot, a lot to you. It meant a lot to him. And those are the type of planning ideas that, that we should talk about. It's not always about should you buy Apple or Facebook right, right. now. And the, while those are important, there's certainly been changes in the way that we invest. And the products, they have the pricing has changed as well. And so that is the reason why if you're listening to this right now and you're not sure if you want a second opinion, there's certainly a way, Mark, that you can get this done. Certainly. Start with that free portfolio review because, you know, just even think about this SECURE Act that just passed in December. This is a huge deal, people, for retirees and the way that, that estates are going to be distributed someday. So, and the taxation on your heirs. So, it's a huge deal. So, if you haven't done it, a free portfolio review is a great place to start. It's non-committal. You're not going to pay a fee to go through it. We'll give you a framework for a financial plan, go through your goals and your objectives and your risk tolerance and all that stuff. And we believe in it so deeply that we do it for free. If you're interested in doing that, go to our website and hit that Get Started button. It's easy, AnnexWealth.com. Just look for that Get Started button. And it mentioned it earlier in the show, but if you look on the right side, you'll see a tab that says Discover. Click that, and what will pop up is something called the Know the Difference Checklist. That is key when you're looking for a financial advisor. Just run it through. Uh, take a look at what we do and the way we do it at Annex Wealth Management. And, Danny, you know, there's the Know the Difference Checklist that people should go through and ask themselves these questions. You know, where are your assets held? Who's the custodian? Is he a fiduciary? All of these are the questions that you should ask when you're thinking about a second opinion. Yep, and it's right on our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for that Discover. So click that Discover. You'll see the Know the Difference checklist, and you'll also see the Ask Annex button if you got a question. Listen, before we leave, I forgot to thank everybody for coming out to the Women's Guide for Financial Self-Defense, which was Tuesday at New York Pizza and Pasta. That was a lot of fun. We will do more of those things, so keep an ear on the radio and an eye on our website. Again, AnnexWealth.com. For Dave Spano, Mark Oswald, and Derek Felsky. I'm Danny Clayton. Have a great week. We'll see you. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. 
The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. 